0: Good evening. Tonight, my lesson is kind of different. I've hit the subject of nutrition, and some of you might be wondering, how is it going to relate this to the Bible? It's, I mean, I'm sure you all are wondering that, but I really think it ties into studying your Bible. And let's begin with recognizing if we're lost. When studying nutrition, we're looking at starting a new life. With with, uh, starting something new, We aren't really eager to jump into it. It's kind of new and interesting, and we want to take our time. And so we slowly start, gradually eating healthier, getting new diets, stop eating sugar, and put the bad stuff away. It's the same with starting to read our Bible. We're starting something new. We don't know exactly how we want to start reading the Bible. We don't want to. You don't really want to start reading Proverbs chapters a day, but we want to slowly, gradually start reading. A few chapters here, a few verses here, and just get into the t- kind of reading the Bible, just understanding how it or, how to do it. If you will turn with me to Acts sixteen twenty-five through thirty-one, it's Acts sixteen twenty-five to thirty-one, and it reads, "And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake." So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosened. And the keeper of the prison awakened, awakening out of sleep and seeing that the prison doors were open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that all the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a lot and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and said and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. In this passage the jailer started to follow the Lord and be saved by an example. He seen the earth, he had the earthquake, and seen that everyone was loose, and thought, Well my job was to protect them, but it, since I didn't protect them, I have to kill myself. But then Paul and Silas said that they were all here. They were. He was reassuring him that he was here, and so and so the jailer wanted to. He wanted to be saved, and so and and so most of the time it starts. We start something by its influence, either it's nutrition or it's studying the Bible. We see someone else doing it, and so we think, ooh, that's cool, maybe I want to get into that. And so it's usually by friends. We might start studying the Bible by friends and living, because we see how they're living, and we want to start living that way. You might want to understand why people are so happy when they read the Bible, because they're close to God. But it's just but what kind of example are we setting for our friends that are Christians? Is it positive or is it negative? So let's look at another passage. Please turn with me to Acts 8, 18-24. Acts 8, 18-24. And it reads, And when Simon saw that, saw that there laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, and offered them money, saying, Give me... Also this, power, and on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto them, "Him, the money, let money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is, right within, for thy heart is not right in the sight of the Lord. Repent, therefore, if of this thy wickedness, and pray, and, and pray God." If perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee, for I perceive that that thou art in the gall of a bitterness, and in the bond of iniquity, and in the bond of iniquity, and then answering Simon and said, "Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me." So Simon, who was already saved, wanted to buy the power of the apostles had. He wanted to use the powers for good reasons or bad. We don't actually know what he wanted to use them for. But he was, but he wasn't in the right side of the Lord. When he heard Peter was talking all the bad stuff that could happen to him, he didn't want, he didn't want that. And he asked if, if uh, Peter could pray for him. If we're Christians and we still fall away from, if we are Christians, we can still fall away from. God, just because we are saved, it doesn't mean that whatever. It doesn't mean that since we are saved, that whatever we do, we can do whatever we want and we still be go to heaven. That's not how it works. So let's read Galatians four sixteen. So Galatians four sixteen, and it says, "Am I therefore become? Am I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, if someone." tells you to change your physical diet if that is or change how you're studying God you might be a little mad at them because you don't really want to change how you're doing something you might not think it's incorrect but it could be and so it's hard when someone tells you that you might want to change your life but when one might tell us to study the Bible more we might get mad and now and that's And now is a better thing to do, but we don't want to do it. Now to our second point. How do we change? If we want to have a diet, we say we want to have a diet, or we say we want to start studying the Bible, how do we change to actually start studying the Bible? And let's read Acts 8, 26 through 39. That's Acts 8, 26 through 39. And it says... And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go unto the south, and unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for the worship. Was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran there, thereth, and there to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandeth, understandeth thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I read? How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scribe which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a, dumb, and like a lamb dumb before his slaughter. So opened he not his mouth, and his humiliation is his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from this earth? And the eunuch answered Philip. And said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this of him or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, unto him Jesus. As they went on their way and come unto a certain water, and the unit said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou be baptized with all thine heart, the miss and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he commanded the chariot chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he had baptize him, and when they were they were came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way, rejoicing. In this passage the eunuch had to come to Jerusalem to worship, he, so he already knew that that, were, that there was a God, but he needed a little guidance, because and when he was sitting in the in the chariot reading from Isaiah the prophet, he didn't really, he probably knew what he was reading, but he didn't understand it fully. So that's where Philip Philip heard him studying and asked if he understood what he was reading, but he wasn't. But he wasn't, and he. Asked for guidance, so Philip helped him read the pa- so Philip helped him and read him a passage. After that, the eunuch realized that he wanted to be baptized into Jesus Christ, the Son of God. After Philip prayed for them, and he immediately stopped the chariot, they went down and to some water, and the eunuch was baptized. So when we study the Bible, it can be overwhelming, but sometimes we don't want to ask for help and we want to figure stuff out ourselves. And that can be good, but guidance from someone who is strong in the Bible is also really good. It also helps us speed speed along and understand what we might want to start reading. In 1 Thessalonians 4.11, it says, and that, ye, and, that ye stu- and that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, And 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly divided in word and truth. In these two passages, in these two verses, it says that we need to make sure we're getting everything from the verses in the Bible that we are studying. We need to study to show that, that that we know God and that we know His word and His truth. This can be hard This can be hard. We want to make time for fun stuff and not studying the Word. So if we do that, we will not grow stronger into the Word. And that's not really good because we won't show ourselves approved of God when we do need to study and when we do need to know the the Word of God. But knowing the Word of God will make our life so much easier. It will make you not feel alone anymore because God's always there. So... We have started a new life by studying the Bible, and we have started to change our lives by replacing old habits with new ones. Now, what do we do? Please turn with me to Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through twenty. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through twenty. And it reads: And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye there. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the same, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things whosoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of earth, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And in Mark 16:15 through 16, it says, "And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, unto all the wor- world, and preach the gospel to every creature." He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These two passages say that we need to go out and teach the word of God to everyone and not just to people that we know, but to people that we've never met. Maybe it's your neighbor that you know that isn't living the right life that you want to go talk talk to him, or maybe it's just someone you want to you might go on a mission trip and you never speak to him before. But you want to teach them, let them know the word of God. And Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek out and save which was lost. And First Peter two also says, As newborn babes desire to the censure milk of the womb, that ye may grow thereby. So if we have the need and the desire for the word, and if we have that desire and act upon it, and seek and save the lost, like it says in Luke 19:10. But if we don't have that desire, we will fall into the wrong things in life. If you will turn with me to Jude 7. Jude, verse 7. And it says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in like manner gave, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example... Suffering and vengeance, the vengeance of eternal fire. Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities didn't have the desire, so they fell into foolish desires, and lost their lives, and also they lost their souls. And if you can turn with me to Colossians four six, it says, "Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with, thought, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man." If we get into the Bible, if we get into Bible study, we need to make sure that we are saying the right things, and hopefully, bring the, the person we are studying with to know the Lord, and bring him, and if, and to bring them closer to Him. Now, please return with me to John three sixteen through eighteen. John three sixteen through eighteen, and it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world thought might, he might, him might be saved, through him might be saved. The Lord sent his son for us and the whole world so that we could have a chance in heaven. Even though we don't deserve that he, what he did, we don't deserve that he came to die on the cross for us, he did it anyway. So why is it so hard for us to study the word of God and go out and preach it to more people. That that's something small. That's some that thing small that we can do to further the church along. So do not, if there is anyone who hasn't, if there is anyone here that hasn't that isn't a Christian, and is studying the Word and needs some guidance, we will help you. And if you're ready to give your life to, cry, to the Lord, come down and we will baptize you. But if you are already a Christian but struggle to study and and need the prayers of the congregation, come forward as we stand and sing.